1: Language.
3: Is it just words strung together like an alcoholic at 2 (laughs) p.m.? What you gonna have? Cigarette? You can go downtown? We go downtown? <laughs> or is it something more? Is language a way to communicate feelings, experiences, and thoughts? Does language form stories around a campfire that binds humans together? And if so. When does language appear in the human brain? Today, we're going to be discussing riddles, rhythmics, and rhymes on today's episode of The Brighter Side, Language.
4: Language! Woo. Yes! Oh, woof! Man, that was,
3: that was very well
4: done, Amber.
3: Thank you. I've been reading up a lot on this and a lot of philosophy of language, what the philosopher Ludwig Wittgenstein said, the limits of my language mean the limits of my world. Oh,
4: wow! You know... I have to be honest. You know, I was sitting I down. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna research, I was looking to research, and I really like. I didn't even know how to like start to understand this topic, yeah. which is crazy because I literally talk for a living, <laughs> and, and so and so for me to just not even understand how to get better at it is uh, aggravating at best. Uh, so, but I'm very excited to uh, dive into this. We have a very special guest coming up. Um, and, uh, I can't wait for you to, she's a, uh, a childhood linguistics coach.
3: Oh yeah. And I've got a whole array of facts and whatnot. Cause I was diving this, you know, this kind of, it, it's sweet to me. Mm-hmm. I like learning cause sometimes your brain and your mouth is a million miles away. Yeah. Just how it connects. And, um, most of it develops by age five. Really? So uh, in a bit, you know, after we do our intros, I have a whole bunch of facts and sweet little noggins for you guys.
4: So if you want to. Quiet child, don't talk to it to the ages of five.
2: Well,
3: there was this like (laughs) prince about a thousand years ago who was experimenting with language. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't, let me see if these kids don't speak, if my maids don't speak to them. So he like made the maids not speak to these kids. They just fed them and breastfed them and changed them, and that's it. And all those kids died. Really? Uh, They all died.
4: Wow. We need language. Well, I mean, what about Nell? Do you know Nell? Oh, tippy in the wind. tippy in the wind, yeah. I, mean, I guess she made language. She made her own language. So we do need language. Even Nell, the woman who couldn't speak, created her own language. Absolutely. I answered my own question and body language is so
3: important like when i bartended i was a really good bartender mm-hmm. not to shoot my own horn like yeah. i could name what you wanted to drink right when you sat down yeah but when we started wearing the masks i learned that body language is is symbiotic yeah so somebody would take off their mask and i'd be like you want a margarita and he'd be like i don't drink i just want a diet coke and i'd be like fuck you know because yeah. it goes both ways
4: no for sure for sure Man, so are we going to keep calling them Moscow Mules? Just to like, just thinking, like,
3: <laughs> it's so silly. I mean, I don't, I don't know you exactly what's going like, on. You people like
4: pouring out Russian vodka. In the Such street. fools. So just, give just it like, to me. Yeah, what are you doing? Vodka's expensive. There's so many horrible drunks out there that need this. Are you just pouring it in the sewer. Come on
3: come on give me the vodka at
4: least make a maltov cocktail out of it what send are we do Ukraine you know what are we doing anyway um I saw Susie sitting in a shoe shine shop um we're gonna be doing some uh... oh yeah does a
3: pessimistic <laughs> pest exist amidst us yeah and the next one is the hardest one I can't do it all
4: right all right which which switch the Swiss Rich watches I wish I I wish to wash my Irish wish watch. That, I can't do that one. Which which switched
3: the Swiss wristwatches? I wish to wash my Irish ri-
4: wristwatch. Oh, you were so close. Shit. You were so. motherfucker. fucker.
3: <laughs> End the podcast. All I'm right. done. I'm All sorry. Right. That was loud. I'm sorry. That was loud in your ears.
4: No, 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 no. It's very frustrating when you can't speak. Uh, let, so me try some- more, let me try one more, time, one more time. You got it. All right. Witch, witch, switch the Swiss witch watches. I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. You did it, Eddie. I fucked up the first wristwatch.
3: I think you did it good. Now do a dirty one. I did two dirty ones here. You got some
4: dirty ones? And we, we got more, so uh, if you got, this is what you're into, then uh, good for you. <laughs> 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 All right, a little dirty tongue twister. Oh, hold on. Let me take a sip of whiskey.
3: <sighs> all the 15 year olds are excited about this one. Yeah.
4: Mrs. Puggy Wuggy has a square cut point. Punt? What?
3: Squ- square cut punt.
4: Okay. Is this all one thing? Yeah. Okay. Mrs. Puggy Wuggy has a square cut punt. Not a punt cut square, just a square cut punt. It's round in the stern and blunt in the front. Mrs. Puggy Wuggy has a square cut punt. Now, how is that dirty? Is it supposed to be? Because you're supposed to say cunt. Oh, putt cunt. Putt cunt. Cut cunt. Oh,
3: punt. okay. You're supposed to say cunt.
4: Oh. Um... But then you didn't.
3: Ed did it right.
4: Oh, because you're supposed to fuck up. Okay, I see. You, you do the next one. You do
3: Okay. This. I'm not the fig plucker, nor the fig plucker's son, but I'll pluck figs. <laughs>
4: what a nice statement! It's <laughs> <What> a, <laughs> a positive statement. Oh yeah, I wrote some um, some jokes here about linguistics. You I, did? Let's Well, You know, I don't even know. You know, I, I did my best here, but you know, it, it's been a while since we've been having so many guests on the show. We have, I feel like we haven't written jokes as much lately.
3: Yeah, I wrote
4: a few. I mean, you know, they're fine. It's fun. It's hard. I mean, when you get a topic, you can't really stray too hard. Here we go. Anyway, I'm talking too much about it. it. You're great. Uh, I'm all about learning how to improve my speech, but only so I get better at arguing with people on the Internet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Thank you. The other day I was writing something about, like, I journal in the morning, it helps me, and I did super, I said super twice, and I was like, I sound like the biggest fucking putt cunt. <laughs> ever. Yeah, 90% of your brain develops by age five. And that's why the word dookie is one of the funniest words in the English language. (laughs) um,
4: Dookie. I love dookie. I do Rambo dookie today. I dookie too. And sometimes like when I dookie, Rambo comes and looks at me dookie. Oh. Oh, We have so much fun in Tootsie's Dookies. Oh, don't even get me started. Are they little? No, they're so big. Really? I think I might be feeding her too much. Or the lady who I work with says that she's getting her toxins out of her body. I'm giving her the raw food now. that's good. Yeah, but Dookie, Dookie Central. It's it, a good the old one. old Larson-Rosing household. Uh, I've been known to slur my words together when I speak. It's really embarrassing, especially when you're slurring your slurs.
3: <laughs> you just call someone of a different race a different slur. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm too confused to be angry. <laughs> People in the Deep South, they go the same way they came, barefoot and screaming. <laughs>
4: Sometimes it can be difficult to find your words, but they're usually right where you left it. <laughs> By your keys.
3: That's funny. <laughs> I have some thoughts, not exactly jokes. What do you guys? Language. It's a way for our ancestors c- to communicate with us.
4: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know,
3: someone thought of all these words and had to put them together, so it kind of like puts me in the same brain space. Have you ever gone online and listened to like language from 1502?
4: You're just like, ugh. Oh, no, yeah, no, it's just like, come on, guys, we gotta make, we gotta streamline this. You know, I thank God for the radio. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, uh, talking to people has gotten harder than ever after the pandemic. Uh, for example, when you greet someone, you used to say, how do you do? And like now you're supposed to say, fuck you, you fucking fuck. <laughs>
3: And that's a cunt putt.
4: Oh man, I love the old putt cunts. <laughs> uh, you know, it's no wonder people are forgetting how to speak to each other. 3 of the last 4 presidents are horrible public speakers, and the only one who you can actually understand has the hardest name to say. <laughs> <laughs> deep politics here.
3: I like it. <laughs> Here's a question of mine. Language and culture. I mean, it's like a chicken and the egg. Like, both influence each other, but how did it start? Was it language or was it culture? Like, in English, we think of happiness as a warmth, of mm-hmm. happiness, but in Arabic languages, happiness is thought of as cold. Interesting.
4: Interesting. I think, like, culture had to have come first.
3: Right, I think Julie's calling you. Oh, well,
4: Julie's calling me. Well, you know, she knows that we're in the middle of a show here. Come on, <laughs> we, we'll talk to her in a little bit. Well, I'm going to our nation's capital tomorrow.
3: You're going to see Colon Ice. I'm going
4: to go see Colon Ice. Listen to our podcast on Colon Ice. We got to post about it. They they're trying to get people out there. Um, yeah, we we had, we, we did a, a climate change podcast, and we had some of the producers from Colon Ice come by uh, the podcast, and uh, they were wonderful. And so we are going to. I'm going to go out there and actually see it. And uh, check it out this week, and yeah. um, super pumped. I we did it. a
3: climate change episode, and we were well informed, and we weren't snooty. Yeah, and we, it was good, and it went fast because some of these, like I don't know, these topics, I just want to shoot myself in the fucking cut punt. Yeah, like today's gonna just...
4: crawl by. <laughs> <laughs>
3: If you're driving in your car listening to this, just park it in the garage and leave the car on.
4: Speaking of great and long, we saw Batman this week.
3: Oh, yes. Our producer said that it was three hours long. She didn't quite like that, but I kind of liked it. Like you said, it was like, we're
0: paying for it.
4: Yeah, no, give it to me. I like when a movie's long. I'm, I'm coming here to the movies. It's $25. I'm in the Dolby Theater. You know, yeah. you know like it's, it's, it's four hours. Let's yes. fucking doing. do it. Know what I wish, though. Uh, let's bring back the intermission. You know, like imagine if we had an intermission, we could have stepped outside, burned a J, come back and see them fucking unmask the Riddler. That would be fucking great. That'd be great. We can all go pee-pee.
3: I need a bathroom break.
4: Yeah. Every movie should allot one bathroom break. Yeah, and you're, you're you screaming, know? you're running, you're going crazy. I'll bring back the intermission. Let's get a beer, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You know, yeah. if we're already there, what's another 10 minutes? They'll get more money out of us, for fuck's sake. We'll go and
3: get another beer during that whole shebang. Yeah,
4: or a coffee, or a
3: yeah. pretzel. You Gone know. with the Wind is Ed's favorite movie.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that
3: intermission break.
4: The intermission, not the racism. <laughs> But the intermission break.
3: You—that's the only part of the movie you saw was the intermission break. Man,
4: I saw that. I used to—I watched that movie a lot when I was a kid, just because I was, you know, ignorant. And, uh, and you know, for years, I was just like, "I'm from Florida. I root for the South." You know, before I knew any better, mm-hmm. you know, because if you watch that movie, you'd think the South was wonderful.
3: <laughs> I think the woman, one of the maids there or the slaves, excuse me, she was one of the first. Um, Black woman that won an Oscar.
4: Yes, Hattie McDaniel. And right? she never actually got her Oscar. What? Yeah, there's no or it's lost or something. Get but the I, fuck out of I was lost. at the Academy Museum uh-huh. and there's an empty slot. they there's a bunch of Oscars in a room. It's a circular room and they got it's a great Presentation and her Oscar is just is it's like an empty slot.
3: Now somebody better make up an Oscar and put it there. <laughs> Why is the only one gone.
4: Well, I think that one that's like to show like how they treated people back then. Okay, and yeah, she wasn't allowed to go to their own premiere stuff like that what yeah they, they wouldn't let her go to the premiere she even showed up and shit and they wouldn't let her inside because she was
3: black wow isn't that crazy people are horrible
4: people are horrible speaking of people are horrible mm-hmm. you know what i did this
3: week what'd you do this week you're
4: gonna be proud of me uh-huh. are you ready for this yeah i quit facebook
3: Whoa, Eddie! Because you're on the roundtable page, you're active on Facebook. Yes,
4: I'm very active on Facebook. We got to do something about this brighter side page. If you're still on Facebook, yeah, we need a new admin. And uh, Angela White has volunteered. She's the admin over on the roundtable page now. And uh, yeah, no, they they hit me up and they're like, "We're going to lock you out of your account if you don't do this, this, and this." And I was like, "You know what?" Fuck you, motherfuckers. Yeah, fuck you. I'm done with you. You've like ruined this country. You keep making me do shit. You're trying to change your...
3: I'm done. I'm done. All it is is minion memes and conspiracy theories that are false.
4: Yeah. That's all it is. I am going to miss the roundtable page and the brighter side page because we've Uh built up such wonderful, kind communities there. And it's a great way to like, you know, promote myself and everything and I'm going to miss that. And I finally got into my 5,000 friend limit and all that stuff. But at the same time, I feel great. That's good. I I keep finding myself like accidentally going to Facebook while I'm working Mm -hmm. and I'm locked out of my account, you know? So it's like, luckily like it won't let me. That's amazing. But like, I still like knowing I've done it for four days now. Or the, you know the seventeenth, St. Patrick's Day was the day I did it—the mm-hmm. dumbest day of the year. And uh, <laughs> that's
3: when you get all those sweet memes where it's like a minion in green shorts, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, so I'm gone, and and then, um, I yeah, I'm still on Instagram and Twitter, and you know, like, and say what you will about Twitter—we all know it's a cesspool—but at least like you can get reliable news there.
3: Some part of it, yeah. yeah it's it's something, you know. I quit um, uh what do you fucking call it? It's the one with the short videos. TikTok. TikTok. Because I didn't like their algorithm. And I you
4: couldn't even remember what app to go on.
3: Thank God. Fuck them. <laughs> that algorithm is it's just pure hate because they know that hate is going to get clicks. So yes. it's slowly sending you more insidious shit. And I was waking up angry. And we're not about that. We're about happiness. Do you want to hear some facts about... Um, Linguistics?
4: Let's rock!
3: So 90% of a child's brain develops by five. Okay, so we're going to go according to Stanford's Children's Health. Okay. And we're going to go by by five. Okay, by birth to five months, they can coo and they make little noises when they're talked to.
4: Okay, yeah, I've heard that.
3: Yep, six to 11 Ooh. months, they understand they no. They sound like pigeons. They do sound like <laughs> pigeons. You throw breadcrumbs at them. At six to 11 months, they can understand no.
4: Oh. They right. can
3: babble and they say, "mama, dad, dad. Six to 11 months, they can like.
4: I love how is the first thing you compute.
3: <laughs> no. no, no. I
4: mean, because you, you could teach no to a dog.
3: Yeah, they you get you
4: like, They get it. Like no works. That's a, arguably the perfect word. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no. No. And they understand.
3: <laughs> they totally get it. And around this time, because um, I was watching um, a, a documentary and it was, you know, one kid had a parent that only spoke to them in their native language and their mother knows about, 20,000 words. Yeah. And then one uh, kid, their parents got them a a nanny, and the nanny only knew 5,000 words. Mm -hmm. And so around six to 11 months, they're not hearing as many words from the nanny. So you can't say these words. That's why sometimes your brain and your mouth are a million miles away. Oh, my God. But you know them. They're in your brain. And so you start, and like later at 12 months, they understand words like like six words and it's 17 months, 50 words at two or three years. They know space con like spatial concepts, like in or out three to four years. They get ideas and feelings.
4: You did say space cunt there.
3: They space cunt. <laughs> <laughs> at two to three years, they get the space cunt. They understand the space cunt. Don't you understand? <laughs>
4: You know those steel wool pads that you clean the um, that you clean up with at the the restaurants? The ones that if they wrap around your finger, they cut your finger. Yeah. With a bad. Uh, but we we used to always stretch them out and call them space pussies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you want to fuck me? started <laughs> to just talk about that when you were being very no, intelligent.
3: That's all right. I like it. We're <laughs> no, the brighter side. This has
4: been wonderful. I love all this.
3: this um, I've got so stuff. much. Look at all this bullshit I got, Eddie. Keep going. Keep Look going. Look at all this. So, like, at five years old, they can, like, understand time and sequence what happens first, next. Um, and, like, so example, so say you had um, a, a nanny talk to a kid and they're mm-hmm. talking to them about a gorilla. And say so you had the mom talk to her about the gorilla. So the kid with the mom that knows the more language, she doesn't get just gorilla banana. She understands gorilla It's in the forest and the gorilla is angry now and it plays with other monkeys. Yeah. Whereas the kid that only had the mom, the nanny that didn't speak as many languages just says gorilla and banana. Gorilla eats banana. So then when you get older, you can still learn. I mm-hmm. do believe that you could so do if whatever about, you want.
4: Uh, if it's a nanny that doesn't necessarily have English as her first language,
3: yes, and say well, like we're just speaking English terms because we speak English. Yeah, but whatever language you you would have, you okay. Would be. But interesting, it, it all like accumulates around five years old, and, and then it's going to be harder need for these you. Kids
4: learning about gorillas, you we know, need them. because we saw what happened when you don't when these kids don't learn about gorillas.
3: Harambe, Harambe,
4: All right. We, we gotta shoot. We gotta we gotta hire the cops to shoot these fucking pigs. Oh
3: uh, so, there's a whole special task force do you know this Ed of just people that shoot gorillas
4: where are they they're Africa? all
3: around LA what are you I'm mean? just kidding no, <laughs> I'm just making saying, shit up I was like what are you talking about I don't
4: know I was like, I was like quick okay. get out a jet <laughs> <laughs> we gotta shoot the gorillas <laughs> this is a gorilla in San Diego
0: <laughs> oh my god
3: and they're just like suit up <laughs> They suit up like they're like on a mission like like fucking like like 007. Oh my god. Oh, I got some more facts. Talk so, to me. Edric Trondick. He's a psychologist at the University of Massachusetts. Work
4: on that name.
3: I know Tr- Trondick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it's Tronic, you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. This fucking dude. (laughs) 1975. You know, they're doing, because 1975, they're still doing all these cruel experiments to people. They don't give a fuck. They're still smoking on airplanes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did the still face experiment. And when they did, he did parents. He said, you can only look to your kids with a still face. You can't smile. You can't inflect your words. Just say the words monotone, just like this, and with a still face. Yeah. And what happened is the kids, like, they tried to get their parents' attention, and they tried to get them to, like... Because people like they like the up and down, and they 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 yeah. like, they need to be engaged with that, and it's they fucking weren't storytelling. It's storytelling, and then they weren't. So then the kids, they tried to get their attention, and then slowly like withdrew and became increasingly upset and wary.
4: Wow! So the, <sighs> they tortured these children. That must have been so hard. Like it's time for your parents are sticking TV to the guns. You can't make one joke. What boring ass parents. <laughs> I would have never have been able to stick to this. No,
3: I would have never signed that up for my kid, my hypothetical kid. I
4: smile for no reason, constantly. Mm. It's a natural reflex. And it's one of the first things children understand is like the smile, like yes. the shape of a smile. Oh. You know, and you you you're supposed to smile at children all the time, and like, yeah, sure, some of them cry, but you know, if you see a kid on the subway or on a bus or at the movies or whatever, or if you see a kid at the movies, and fucking call the usher and get that fucking yes. thing out of there. But you know, you see, <laughs> you know, you're supposed to smile. You know, first of all, not to let them know that you're not threatening. Yeah, but just because, like, you know, it's about spreading happiness, and it's the most basic way to fucking do it. Absolutely.
3: Um, group learning matters. In a mm-hmm. study published this year, researchers in the, in the United Kingdom served uh, surveyed 189 parents of kids between the ages of eight months to three years, asking whether their children received daycare or preschool or any sort of group learning during the pandemic and assessing the language and executive functioning skills. Yeah. Um, so they found out that the kids' skills were stronger if they had received group care during the pandemic. And those benefits were more pronounced among kids with um, lower income background. Yeah, like the poorer you are, and the less group therapy, like group learning you've had, the, the worse your um, your skills were. And it's to the point where one scientist described it as um, what our staff began to tell me, incidentally, was, "Man, it's taking these kids a lot longer to get through these
4: assessments." Let me ask you a question. Now, I I agree with this. Yeah, you know, but at the same time. It's so much harder to talk to rich kids than poor kids. Poor kids are ready to rock. They're down to talk to you about anything. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. You know, rich kids, like, and like rich people in general, like, are, are definitely more.
3: Boring. I think he's talking about like kids whose parents were, um, you're, if you're in a poor home mm-hmm. your mom and dad are both working
4: you are busy they're not home ever.
3: they're not home you don't maybe you have your brothers and sisters maybe you don't everyone's working yeah you're you're a little more um, solitude whereas if you're a child from wealthy parents you have your au pair you have other people yeah. to, around you to talk to you.
4: I spent so much of my childhood alone yeah I you know it's it's amazing I could even like want to talk or know how to talk because uh, you know, both of my parents were working more than full-time jobs. My dad was out of town all the time. Uh, and so I spent, you know, hours and hours alone. And, like, the thing that saved my ass was after-school programming. Yeah. You know, which was like— But
3: poor kids don't really have a whole—like, they don't have access to that.
4: Well, I, you know what? I was going to say they do, but then I just remembered I was that was Catholic school. You know, and that was a private school, and that's why I had that. So yeah, and makes, like
3: sports are huge. Yeah. Like kids have to like be in a club. You know. Yeah,
4: it helps. It helps immensely.
3: Yeah, and they mimic people. They mimic who they're around. Mm-hmm. And I have a um, an idea. And again, I'm just running off of vibes. Yeah. I don't think who knows if it's true, I, but if kids are alone during a pandemic and they're both parents are working and there's no after school programs, but their family pet is around, do yeah. you think that they're going to mimic the pet and have? Feral behavior?
4: Maybe, or they'll just sleep a bunch. Depends on how old
3: Depends on what is. the pet is. Yeah, if
4: it's a fish, you know. They'll like. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, fucking live their life with a snorkel in their mouth. <laughs>
3: just, <laughs> just, <like. laughs> just forgetting everything every three seconds.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, I could see that. You know, like, people who, like... Because, like, you know, I mean, you think about... You know, I don't know if this has ever really happened. I'm sure it's happened once, you know, but, like, you know, getting raised by animals...
3: Oh, yeah. Feral kids. There's a lot. There was like um, these girls in Russia that were raised by wolves. And so they just run around like wolves. You've seen that meme Mm -hmm. where they're running around and everybody's like laughing and pointing because they were raised by wolves. No,
4: I've never seen it. And then
3: your brain just like kind of stops growing. Wow. There was one girl that was raised in her apartment with no parental. They just sort of like kept her locked up in her baby chair.
4: Yeah, I oof. forget
3: her name. It, it, it was it was abuse.
4: She didn't know her own. name.
3: And then something she didn't know her own name and something with the court system because like I know Natalie and I in spun. We talk about how a lot of the the court system fails kids a lot all the time. And they like have to go right back into their parents' homes that abused them in the first place. Yeah. That's exactly. Or what they happened. get sent to
4: a new home that abuses
3: them. Yes, and so the only video of her is she's just like. She could get a little concept, like when I was talking earlier about kids at certain ages and what you can do. So she got to about the three to four years, or sorry, the two to three years. Oh no, wait, she got to like the 12 months. So she knew words, but she didn't know how to string the words together.
4: Yeah, that's to like create. my Spanish. Yes. You know lechuga means lettuce you know but you know I'm not I don't know how to say could you please get me the, the the lechuga
3: yeah <laughs> or like you know? I don't like lechuga or yeah I yeah. like lechuga yeah, yeah yeah you know
4: so it's so yeah no it's it doesn't really work but you you can get it done you can get certain things accomplished but um yeah you gotta you gotta learn how to talk man it's yeah. so
3: important it affects your brain and if you're like you know, the the words you're allowed to say or your language it, It's going to affect the shape of your brain.
4: Mm-hmm. Re- interesting. I, I think so. The, the shape of your
3: brain? The shape and the folds and like how you think. That's why um, speaking positively matters so much to me and you. Mm-hmm. Because the more you're like, eh, it's cold. I don't like it. Well, that's going to put your, a slump in your shoulders. Yeah. Your brain's going to, it's going to like fire some neurons in your brain.
4: Yeah. You got to, you need this. You need to be, the positivity, it's so important. I didn't do much. Um, uh research like you did but you thought of some fun games we could play and not just games just like uh just things to talk about when he, uh, talking about conversation like like for example i mean i feel like you and me are very good at talking to strangers mm-hmm. you know i, I could talk to anyone i don't necessarily want to but i can <laughs> you know and um you know so i wanted to say how can you tell you don't want to talk to somebody like if you don't know them you're at the airport you're at an airport bar And someone walks up to you and they start talking to you. What are some signs that you know you can you could tell like you don't want to talk to this person?
3: You know, honestly, it's um smelling pheromones. Smell. Smell. For me, it's smell. Interesting. It's it's not something that I can like point at exactly. Like Mm -hmm. I can't quite say like what body language I wouldn't say. Well, if they're negative, I wouldn't want to talk to him. Yeah. If they're just like, or like. Trying to- Or if you
4: just smell liquor. Smell
3: liquor, you yeah. You know, you
4: could be drunk, but I don't want to smell it.
3: No, or like insulting me in some way. Loud. Loud, no.
4: Close talking. Bigoted. Big, oh, I mean, that's, yeah.
3: I've had some people that like directly come up to me and like say like, I don't like this group of people, like to my kind looking face. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, dude, don't, I just said, don't talk to me. Oh, and it's I,
4: also like the worst, like a lot of times I keep it secret that I'm a comedian and uh, yes. I, I usually just say cook, you know. If I don't, if I if I'm not feeling very uh, open, but if I'm in a good mood, you know, and it's strange, and that's what I do. I'll say I'm a comedian, and they either go one of two ways: very interested, and you know, just like just like can't believe it and feel uh, happy to talk to you, and then some other people they'll just immediately pull out the worst, most racist sexist jokes you'd ever heard your whole life and then they'll just regurgitate them to you. And to me, it's just like the worst way to like start a conversation because we don't know each other.
3: We don't. But you know what? I got a rebuttal for that one. I got a joke. What? I call having sex with my wife 9-11 because when I come, she yells too soon. <laughs> hey! That makes him laugh.
4: That is a good one. And
3: then you just walk away. Yeah. it's <laughs> like, I don't want to hear what you got to say, buddy. This is funnier.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Whenever, that's the worst thing. Everyone knows this. I think everyone knows this. If you ever meet someone that says they're a comedian, the worst thing you could ever say to them is, tell me a joke. It is, there's nothing more annoying.
3: Eddie, I was doing an out-of-town gig, and I won't name his name, but this comic is dumber than a sack of bricks. Mm -hmm. And so we get pulled over by the cops, and the cop says, what are you doing in this town? And he says, I'm a comedian. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. And the cop says, tell me a joke. And this is the joke, Eddie, that he told the cop.
4: Is it in his act?
3: In his act, yeah, and he goes, so there was this uh, couple, right? They were in Minnesota, and they started doing meth. And they just doing meth, and they love meth. And then she gets all the shakes, so she has to run out in the cold. And then he's doing some more meth. He's like, I'll go run in the cold. I'll go find her. And they both die in the cold. Lesson learned, meth is a summer drug.
4: Oh, my God.
3: That's not even a fucking joke, dude. It's
4: not a joke, and you don't
3: talk about drugs
4: to a cop that just pulled you over. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, I peaked.
3: Oh, I peeked earlier when I was screaming about <laughs> it's,
4: it's amazing that talking is what's uh, talking about talking is what's getting us so upset. So riled. Yeah. Out. You know what? I always you know the joke I always use whenever someone's like, tell me a joke and I don't yeah. feel like ending the conversation. It's a joke my uh, little cousin told me when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Now he's an adult. Yeah. Uh, but when he was, a, he told me this when he was a kid and it always made me laugh. So I always tell it no matter what. Yeah. And it's uh, a pirate walks into a bar and he's got a steering wheel jammed in his pants. And the bartender says, "Hey, pirate! You got a steering wheel jammed in your pants." And he says, "Ah, it's driving me nuts." <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's really funny. Did, it's
4: funny. It's a child's joke. Did
3: they make it up?
4: No, I'm sure it was in like a children's. That's joke a genius book. child. It's a.
3: <laughs> if a child made that up, I mean, we're talking like send them off or off to Napta,
1: or yeah. whatever you call
4: it. <laughs> One thing I know about you, Amber, is mm. uh, in the opposite way. You love going out. You love talking to people. You love meeting new people and, and having interesting conversations. What's a good conversation starter? It help help some people out? I'm like, what's oh. a, like, how would you, like, if you saw, like, not necessarily even someone attractive, just like anyone in general, you're like, ah, eh, let's start talking. What's Ooh. a good conversation starter?
3: I definitely something from something around you, you yes. know? Like, say you're at the gym. Mm-hmm. That's pretty common. You could just be like... Uh, whoa, you're lifting a lot of weight there, great job. Yeah, You know, this is not really a conversation story, like, uh, what, what do you, like, what do you, how do you increase your
4: protein intake? As a first? Uh, I don't know. How do you increase your protein intake? I
3: don't know, I'm being You're total-
4: setting yourself up for the worst joke of all time. Oh
3: my God. Come, I'm gonna come in your mouth. I'm gonna come, come. I don't know, I usually just kind of walk up and like, you know, if I wanna talk, I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" I'm at a bar, you know, yeah. like or even to shock him and just be like, "What's your favorite color?" Yeah.
4: Oh, just uh, just do I don't it. Know. just go back to grade school. Just go back
3: to him. grade school. "How's your favorite color?"
4: "Yeah, what's your favorite dinosaur?" Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, so yeah, I like um I try not to talk uh politics. With anyone that. What I do don't you think know. of the
3: 2022 election? Was it yeah, rigged the- like immediately?
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, I'll let, like, here's what I do whenever someone jumps in with that shit on me, it's like the first thing we're talking about is politics. Is uh I always just let them dig the biggest hole possible. Oh, just sit back and smile? Just sit back, smile, let them go. And then just be like, oh, you see, I don't know why. Why would you think that? And just ask questions on why they think that.
3: Some people love it. And they don't give a fuck if yeah. they're wrong. They're just like, I don't care about facts. Mm-hmm. But they're the kind of people that say facts don't care about your feelings. But then they'll just be like, I'm just feeling it, man. Yeah. Am I making sense?
4: No, it makes sense. I've I've never heard that before, but I like
3: that. Yeah, it's the kind of people that say facts don't care about your feelings. They're Mm. always running off of feelings. That's their whole shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: They're the kind of people who uh, spend all day on the internet trying to find the fact that they want to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, we're some places that you have to be willing to talk to people. You know, like where where somewhere you are, if you're in there, you're definitely you you know that like you're you're up for a conversation. We're
3: chatting. Um I will say a, definitely like a bar. Like yeah. I'm sitting down. Also, um the gym, there's a hot tub area.
4: Oh yeah. And Any so- hot tub. You Any have to talk. Tub.
3: Yeah, I met this woman named Anna. Her husband died recently. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, you know, getting back out there, trying to keep healthy. Yeah. And um, she's like probably in her late 60s-ish. And she's just so like chatty. And I just sit back and like, it's kind of nice to let somebody else run the conversation. Oh, please run the conversation. And she's just so, because her husband died and she's just in this hot tub like wanting friends. Yeah. No, I like exactly.
4: it. No, that's very nice. Yeah, whenever you're alone... And you approach and there's like, if say you're alone, and, like hot tub I think is the perfect place to talk about that. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? Everyone's staring at each other. You're in a fucking circle. You know, <laughs> if you're alone and there's like a group in the hot tub. Yeah. You know, like, what do you do? Do you talk or do you just sit there? I
3: think it depends on the vibe. Because Some...
4: you can't help but listen.
3: You can't help but listen. Maybe just piggyback and then laugh. And if they shut you down, if the group shuts you down and doesn't really piggyback off of something and like make a joke about it that's funny that's not in their expense like don't make fun of everybody yeah but just kind of a quick like haha you know yeah and if they don't accept that then just be like okay and then leave i guess
4: i don't know i feel like you gotta hold your ground
3: hold your ground Uh,
4: yeah yeah especially if they're rude if they're rude then you're winning because you know like they they have to deal with you I know.
3: I was definitely in a conversation with two ladies and I was just like, I'm trying to figure out how to get more protein, you know, my diet to like bulk up. Mm -hmm. And so one was like, well, I don't, I don't eat meat. It's only vegetables. And I was like, yeah, okay. And this other goes, yes, you can get it by yogurt. And it was just so like, (laughs) it was just so like patting themselves on the back. They were a cut punt.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly they what
3: punts. they were, and yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna leave. Yeah. I left. I didn't want to stand my ground in that conversation. Be a vegan or a vegetarian, all you want, but don't be a cut punt
4: about it. Yes, I, I agree completely. And you know, you could just say nuts. Yeah, just say yeah, I eat some nuts. I eat some squirrels nuts. are fine. Everything's fine. Eat the nuts. I think because I was eating
3: a steak and they were upset.
4: In okay. the hot tub? No, no, no. It was oh. like later. <laughs> <Okay. I just
3: laughs> a steak and, so there I was eating a steak in the hot tub, and they thought I was weird. And I was like, "Fuck you!" Did you have your hot tub steak?
4: Uh, my always go to is like you know if I if I if I'm out on the road or something and I'm by myself because like I'll see myself I'll be like you know sitting in the hotel room can get sad you know, like that's the worst yourself, part about, you know,
3: That's the worst part about
4: doing it. So I'll own. go to bars by myself. I'll never do it in town. I'll sit in my apartment by myself till the fucking cows come home. But if I'm in a hotel room, I always take a hike and I go and see the town a little bit. Yeah. And I'll go to a bar by myself or, you know, no, I'll, or I'll find myself in a hot tub or whatever. I'm doing something and some amenity to the hotel. And, uh, and, you know, I, I, the best way I always like, no matter what it is, if you overhear something, because people hate when you listen to their conversations. Uh, I, I think the best way to just start that is just be like, you know, just like I really hate to interrupt you, but I couldn't help it here. You know, and then you can say whatever you want.
3: That's good. Or just straight up offer advice. I was on the subway and this woman and this girl were talking about her gun and mm-hmm. it was in New York. And she's like, I ain't giving up my gun. And they're both Dominican. And yeah. then the other one was like, give up your gun. You got to give up your gun. And she's like, I ain't giving up. I looked her and the eyes, like, never give up your gun. And she's like, she gets it. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Never give up your gun.
4: Yeah, I t- I, I changed some lady's life. I uh, I I got her on uh, omeprazole. What's that? Oh, uh, it's my heartburn medicine. Uh, she was talking. To me. She was. I could tell she was like having some problems. She was rubbing her chest. I was like, heartburn. And then uh, she's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Here, try one of these." And I gave her a an, an, uh, Meprazole out of my out of my bag. And I was like, "One a day, you'll never deal with it again." Whoa,
3: and, she trusted you. That could have been ecstasy.
4: I mean, yeah, but it's like clearly like comes out of a Meprazole bottle. I mean, right. I'm not giving away ecstasy, you know, for free. No one is. What are we talking about? Here?
3: Have you heard that song? I think it was in like the mid '90s, and it was like this girl goes. It was like a techno song, and she goes into the city, and then. He fucked
4: her all night. <laughs> I'm going to look oh, that Oh, the up. wolf one. Is it the wolf? Is, is it, where, uh, I, 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 it might be. I, I don't listen to techno as much as usual.
3: I've been listening to a lot of techno. Okay, so Eddie, I'm it's sorry. It's all that
4: time you spend at the gym. You know, those fuckers are always listening to their goofy technos.
3: Oh, I got it right here. I'm going to turn up the volume if that's okay. All right. And then we don't have to put it in the episode. What's it called? It's called um, The Horrorist. One night in New York City.
4: By who? The horrorist. Oh, it's by the horrorist. Yeah, so he's talking. One Night in New York City. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll layer a little bit underneath this here. He fucked her all night. You knew exactly Factor. where to go in. All
3: night. I just guessed. Fucked
4: her all night. Oh, yeah. How could you, you know, yeah, that's the only thing he says. <laughs> Nice. And this is what you listen to?
3: No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't listen to this. I just thought about
4: it. I'll tell you what, you know, certainly you won't hear that on the Eddie Tunes two-hour radio hour. <laughs> <laughs> this is
3: a classic that.
1: rock.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So um, I got one more question and then we'll get to our guest. That's great. That's all right. Um, how would you start a conversation with a child? You got to watch a child. It's just you and the kid, maybe two kids. How? What's it like? What do you? How do you start the conversation?
3: Oh, kids love talking about themselves. Depending on the age of the kid, if we're outside, I'll be like, "Look at that cloud. What does that cloud look like to you?" Yeah. And if the kids looks like a cloud, then I'll be like, oh, "God, this will be harder than I thought." Um, but if they're like a dinosaur, you know, then we can go. Then we can start.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Yeah, See, I'm, I'm, I'm easy. I just always ask them about Disney. You know, because I know so much. And so yeah, I could yeah, actually, yeah. like, if anyone... Anyway, to me, it's, like, it's helpful to me because I'm interested in it.
3: They have the inside clues. They know.
4: They're studying the shit like I am. They know what's <laughs> going on. They fucking know what movies are coming out next. You know, they're telling me about... You know the the backstory to fucking Ariel and shit. Oh my god! You know, so it's like yeah, you know you got it. They read all the golden books. They know all the other you know they own all the, the weird backstory. So
3: these are you're in like a, a Disney meetup group with kids. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah. Thank whatever. God
4: you're not a pedophile. Oh my God! Yeah, no, exactly. I have so much to talk to them about. <laughs> you know, like Marvel movies. I've seen them all. Like, let's hear it. Throw it at me, kid. Let's he, see who, who's the most badass. Oh, you know, like stuff
3: like that. You're a kid at heart, Eddie.
4: Yeah, yeah. I am, but, you know, I don't want to talk to him for too long. Um, <laughs> nothing's worse than when you're hanging out with a kid, and he's got, like, a bunch of, like, Star Wars action figures, and he starts calling them by the wrong name. You're just like, oh, well, actually, that's Boba Fett. That sounds like me, though. You know, like, he's like, he's like that's Boba Fett. That's not the Mandalorian. And he's like, no, this is the Mandalorian. It's like, oh, no, but it's not. It's Boba Fett. And he's like, yeah, it's the Mandalorian. It's like, okay, so. <sighs> The Mandalorian. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> gotta kind of deal with it. That is
3: fun. Kids are pretty. Like, um, I remember talking to them a lot when I was a kid, and to be like, yeah. "This is exhausting." And then as I get older, it's like, "Oh yeah, being a parent's exhausting."
4: Yes, because you never stop talking. He's never stop. Oh, we thought I thought it'd be fun if we played the Y game. Play the Y game. The y game. With the y game. Like I, you're starting to say something. Like a kid asks you what your favorite movie is, and I would be like, ah, you know, Jaws is my favorite movie." Why? You know, because I grew up on it, and I saw it a bunch when I was a kid, and it's kind of scary. Why? Uh, it's scary because, like, you know, there's a shark that eats people. And Why? Because sharks eat meat, and if a person gets in their way, sometimes they'll eat them, but it barely ever happens. Why? Because they're, you know, they mostly in the middle of the ocean, and humans don't go that far out all the time when we're not in a boat. Why? Um, Because if you go too far out in the ocean, there's an undertow. And then you can get swept out into the ocean and you uh, you can get lost. Why? Um, Because the moon... Is in outer space <laughs> and
5: <laughs> <laughs> why?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's why God. That's why people invented God because they were like, you know what? There's a man in the sky, and they did it all. They made the moon. Why? It's like read this book. You figure it out.
4: All right. So let's um let's talk to our. uh our childhood uh linguistics coach and uh let's see if we can't get some more information on uh, from her about uh ways to help your children with this stuff or just ways to deal with this like now that uh everyone's not really talking to each other as much.
3: Oh yeah we need to be talking.
4: Yes. And um we'll uh I I, I would normally introduce her properly, but I don't know if she wants me to say her name. So I'll we'll find that out in two seconds. Yes. Um love you guys. Uh stay tuned uh right now because the show's gonna keep going.
3: Welcome to the stream. This is (laughs) RoboLox. RoboCop? RoboCop. Is this RoboCop?
5: I am a speech therapist. My name is SpeechBot.
4: SpeechBot. I'm
3: so sorry I messed it up. We're doing a surname because there's, you know, there's people involved.
4: Yes, exactly.
3: So I'm going to read you some stats I I read off earlier and you can be like, um, yay or nay, you know? Okay. According to Stanford Health Children's Health, Birth to five months, they can coo, make little noises when talked to. Mm-hmm.
5: Six to 11
3: months, they understand no, and they can babble, and they say mama, dada.
5: Oh, a lot more than that. Oh, a
3: lot more. Yeah. Th- okay. Yeah. That's,
5: that's why you're on here. You get uh, what What you can give. they do? You get what you give? Well, yeah. A lot of kids develop a lot of language during that time. They're understanding so much every day. They should be learning more words. And yeah. they can do more than just understand no. They can... Understand full sentences at times. If you, you know, if you have the chance to interact with them and play with them and show them the world around them, but it's they give you, they get from that what you give into it.
4: That is beautiful. And before we keep going, what is uh, your job exactly? Title and what you do?
5: Um, I am a speech language pathologist. I've been doing this for about eighteen years. Wow. Um, What I do is. God, there's so much. People just think it's <laughs> speech. Like,
3: Well, speech is a lot. Like we've been talking about 40 minutes about how you're, you're I mean, you said earlier, I said how your speech affects your brain. Yeah. And you said maybe how your brain affects your speech. Exactly. It's a chicken and the egg thing.
5: It is. What can, what hatched first? Um, so what I do is a, an umbrella, so to say. So under the umbrella of speech language pathology, there are Vocal disorders, language disorders, speech disorders, stuttering disorders, swallow function, cognitive therapy. There's like there's a big mush of everything in there. And it's all connected. Wow. So you teach kids how to swallow properly? Um yeah, I don't really work with that population. I work with adults on that.
4: Fair enough.
5: Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Wow.
4: That's crazy. Like someone mm-hmm. like I know uh, plenty of people who have trouble taking pills and stuff.
3: Oh, I do. Yeah. I hate pills. Even if it's like a little bit of aspirin, I hate it. Really? I gotta crush it up.
4: What do you do? How, what's a good way to, what's a good tip? I'm not a swallow uh, pill.
3: Oh, it was beneficial for me in high school because people were passing on drugs and I said, no, thank you. I don't like swallowing pills. Hey. So that's a brighter side of not being able to swallow. is high school. I was pretty sober. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Dare to keep Amber off drugs. Thank you. But now that I'm an adult and I got to take those big honking NyQuil, why did NyQuil make their pills
5: like a horse pill?
3: I am a lady. Mm-hmm. Why are they so huge?
5: What do I got to do? Gotta do? <laughs> they did start making multivirals Vitamins in a smaller version. Thank God. Yeah, public service announcement on that one. See, I'm
4: like bigger to better. Ugh. Let's put it. Make them the size of a cheeseburger. I can get it that one
5: mm.
3: <laughs> Or at least a, 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 slider, a
4: slider. A slider.
5: A slider. But what do I got to do? How do I get this honking pills down my gullet? So if it doesn't go down, if it feels like it's stuck, tuck your chin down and swallow oh, hard. Tuck my chin down. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Or use something like yogurt or... Um, Applesauce, or putting something that's like thicker that can grab onto it and pull it down.
4: Oh, very interesting. Yeah, you know how um, my mom taught me how to swallow pills uh, was uh, we practiced with M and M's. No and way. I was like, I would, cause I'm not, cause I'm not, I'm not scared of an M and M, you know, no. like a Tylenol. It's terrifying, you know, like, but like an M M&M, and M, I'll throw those suckers down me all day. you uh, know. Unless was,
5: you're like uh, me as a kid, I stuck one up each nose, each nostril and I got them stuck. <laughs> it was like a moment of panic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blow it out the other side.
4: <laughs> so what made you want to get involved in this field? I
5: actually had a speech impediment when I was younger. Um, Wow. So it wasn't easy. You know, my big sister. Yeah. She took on the role of an insult comic at a very young age. And (laughs) I had trouble with my R's and my S's. So between that and having a dog named Oweo, it was you know, kind of <laughs> hard.
3: <laughs> and I bet, like, I'm, I'm sure that's a part of speech pathology now is um, the less encouragement you get or the more uh, people making fun of you, the less the less you're going to come out and speak because you have to try and keep doing this and stumbling. And I think that's Whoa. with every sort of skill you have to
5: learn, right? Am oh, I God, what did my I ass? just here No, you're not. You're not. I heard something on the radio the other day about, I want to say it was Nazi Germany, but I don't think it was. But they took, uh, they did a, a control group of kids that they spoke nice to nicely to about their speech impediments. And then a group of kids that had speech issues that they ridiculed for it. And those kids grew up to be really mentally fucked up.
3: Oh my god!
4: Hate and love is very simple concept to get behind.
3: There are so many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there are so many like uh like experiments with speech, especially that fuck people up. We were just talking about this king a thousand years ago that he said never speak to these kids like as an experiment. Like, what if we never spoke to these babies? We just fed them, we changed them, and we left, and they all died. Every one of them died. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so speech matters.
4: It does, and proper scientific theory. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: <laughs> I yes. feel like
4: there's still a long way to go with that. All right. So uh, let's uh, the elephant in the room, we're coming out of the yes. pandemic. Kids aren't hanging out with each other. They're not talking to each other as much. They're learning over, you know, the computer, you know, they're not playing sports. They're stuck inside. Uh-huh. You said one of your students is calling you speech bot now <laughs> you know so uh you know, what what is what is the pandemic done um for children and like trying to learn how to speak properly
5: well i mean i think it closed a lot of doors it, um for me personally i had my caseload completely it went from you know 20 something kids to zero in the matter of a week and it was i oh. think the third week in march where everything shut down mm-hmm. and some of the adult the adults I was seeing they stuck with it because they can wear a mask but the kids couldn't and we didn't know anything about covid yeah. so it you know it stopped therapy for about 3 weeks for some but for other kids they didn't go back till July when the uh, the panic had subsided a little bit Interesting. so how was
3: that with you cuz you had to wear a mask and the kid didn't and did they could they see your mouth moving
5: um it depends on what stage of um Oh, what's it called uh, when the hospital has like a, a code yellow, a code orange, a code red for how severe the cases are yeah. in the state. And because I work for a hospital system, we kind of went by that. So when it was in a code yellow, I could wear just a regular surgical mask and I'd wear one that has the, uh, the hole cut out so they can see my face. But when when shit got real, man, I had on an N95 the whole time and they couldn't see my face. I couldn't show them my mouth. Oh, was And that's a huge part. Yeah. Oh God, it was killing me. Cause I was trying to show them models and using hand signals instead of my actual mouth to show them a sound. So a cup would be you holding right above your, um, your voice box, right above your Adam's apple and lifting up cuh. Oh. And I would have to show them that instead of opening my mouth and showing them my tongue. So it's, you know. It was very, very limiting in that regard because so much of speech comes from that child observing your face.
2: Interesting.
3: Yeah, because I have to mimic. So, what's it like? Uh, like now, not that we're over the pandemic, but it's it's definitely a little more. Um, it, it's a little more understanding of what this is based on a year ago. So, are, is your caseload yeah. more now?
5: Um, yeah, it's picked up. We actually have a wait list now of forty kids, over forty kids. Oh, wow. wow! So it's definitely picked up. Um, a lot of those kids are really, really little that are calling in and we've, we have to, um, refer them to early intervention, which is services for zero to three. And it's honestly, there's just not enough of us. I feel like there's, you know, there's not enough people that are taking these kids in to see them and not enough parents that that care. I see a a huge gap in, you know, they want to get their kids services, but then I have somebody I discharged today because they showed up once a month. Yeah. You know, it's, really? So like it's what do you do once a month? <laughs> Jack <Objection. No problem. laughs> shit. <gonna> <laughs> uh, wow. The question is, what is the parent going to learn from me while they're there coming every single week? And what are they going to take home from that session and do in the home as well? And that doesn't always follow through. Oh, so it's you, the kid and the parent. Preferably, yeah. A lot of parents, you know, sit there on TikTok watching, you know, twerking videos.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: It is what it is.
3: (laughs) I mean, it's got to be so hard to be a parent. I don't know. But, you know, wouldn't you want to be present to make sure? You're supposed
4: to put the screen in front of the child, not in front of yourself. (laughs) You're not even supposed to do that. Right? Yeah, when you you wonder why the kid wants to look at the the phone so much. Well,
5: I think that's also a fault of COVID because parents were working and kids were home and they were home. They were kind of in each other's space and overlap yeah. during that whole time. The child care ended up being the iPad. Ugh.
4: Yeah, which is so, horrible.
5: Then they yeah. get addicted to it in a sense.
4: And it's not like I mean, even like when like TV, like we watched a lot of TV growing up, and like oh, yeah. sometimes you know you talk about how. You know, TV would be, you know, the same thing as an iPad. But I think the main difference is, at least on television, it's like people talking to each other. It's like you you see, you know, it's, it's now with YouTube and whatever they're watching, uh, there isn't even speech half of the time.
3: No. And TikTok <laughs> is just someone talking at you. Like, yeah. so you don't get a conversation. Exactly. And it's just a lot of like one-sided. No,
5: no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>
4: How important is social interaction to linguists? Oh, it's everything.
5: It really is everything. Yeah. Social pragmatics and that social interaction, that piece and that play and that back and forth is what creates a desire for us as
4: human beings to communicate. Yeah. And you've been doing a lot of telehealth, right? Oh, Which thank is God. Not anymore. Like what we're doing now, <laughs> like talking over uh, Zoom or whatever. <laughs> You haven't been doing that anymore?
5: Not that much. No, thank God. Um, It was rough. It's actually, you have to give 110% because you have to be on the whole time to keep that kid's attention. Mm -hmm. So you're up in the screen. I'm, you know, putting on silly chicken hats to keep their attention, (laughs) making jokes, (laughs) typing stupid stuff into the computer chat. You know, it's it's whatever that kid finds interesting that I can pull them in and hold their attention because otherwise, you know, they're off eating snacks and, you know, Mm -hmm. getting the iPad and Talking to mom, it's 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 just not interesting. A do you good find way it, to do
4: therapy. There's a change of attitude when you're doing it like towards, that. Towards what the, do you mean? Towards what? Uh, just like is there are there, are, there added, are they more are they ruder are they nicer? You know, when you're doing telehealth or is it kind of the same? Mm-hmm.
5: I mean, it's kind of the same. They're just more distracted.
4: Yeah. Because they got, mm. you know, they're on a computer and they can look at, yeah. they Google and they can literally look at anything. Exactly.
5: Or their toys are right there next to them, and they're like, "Oh, I want to play. Want to see my toy?" Miss Speechbot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what are some exercises uh, parents can do? We have a lot of parents listening to the show. All right. Uh, what are some uh, exercises parents can do with their kids uh, to keep up their vocabulary?
5: I actually have a question for you guys before we get into that. Please. I was wondering. It. Neither of you are breeding right now. Why the interest in childhood linguistics? This is Amber. Oh, this is all me. I
3: just became yeah. um, super curious about, honestly, mask wearing mm. and uh, us being in a pandemic, sort of secluding ourselves, which, you know, it is kind of a necessary evil, I think, because you don't, I don't quite know the stats on anything, so I can see why, you know, a disease comes in, you don't know what it is, don't you want to separate? Mm. But, you know, a lot of childhood is spent mimicking and seeing and gathering in groups mm-hmm. and playing. It's really important for kids to play, if not with each other, next to each other. That's also a big part of childhood learning. Um, so, what does that? What does that do? And I know that. Mm-hmm. And you might think that's a very small thing, but they're going to be adults soon. So, what would what would that mean in this? Because I know, like, the first few years is, is growing is so important. What is that going to mean? to them as an adult and they're going to mm. take care of us when we're in nursing homes. So are they going to like, what, beat us to death? <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I mean?
4: I, I hope, that's already I hope they take
5: care of us.
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm just curious. I'm just like really curious yeah. about all these things. Amber's worried no, about how,
4: how she's going to get killed when she's young. older. <laughs> <laughs> Myself, you know, I'm just like, yeah, you know, that's you know, true. Kids will figure it out.
5: It's and it's like <laughs> the they'll figure it out. And, <laughs> and it's you know like what? A, in a lot of cases mm-hmm. they will. You're absolutely right. The kids are they will figure it out. And a lot of times these kids just need more time. That's all for a lot of kids who are late talkers. They just need more time and positive models and influence. And mm-hmm. it's that's you know, that's enough. But for some kids, there is an underlying deficit where it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be really hard for them. To communicate on the day to day. And like you said, it has a psychological effect. It has a behavioral effect. It mentally changes us. And so did COVID. I feel like a lot of kids got really stressed out and anxious. My six year olds still wearing a mask, even though, um, Governor Murphy lifted the mask mandate. I mean, And
4: so what's it like, um, teaching with masks is it a mess is it fun yeah you know obviously it's not fun but you know like
5: <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's not fun at all i mean i i mentioned like i have to wear the, uh, the n95 at some point points, and they can't see any models but the kids don't wear the masks so um a lot of kids have sensory issues a lot of kids um are too little to really keep it on um i got spit in the face Uh, by a kid with no front teeth
2: oh good to get a mask on
5: yesterday like yeah you know it's an occupational hazard to not have a mask on (laughs) at this point i just want it on all the time um um, there was some research yeah oh no i I want you
3: to go on but i heard like some parents talking on like instagram or something i just kind of follow these blogs i look at them and they say that their kids because they wear the mask all day at school when they take it off they're not focused on what their face looks like and maybe this is my vanity issue but I always kind of want to keep my mouth closed you know I'm not a mouth breather Mm. but if you're all day with a mask on and then you take it off and you're so young and you don't know how to like develop what your face looks like so you're just going to kind of look like a big old sloppy
5: mouth breather when you get home or maybe a whole generation of resting bitch faces. Yes.
4: Yes. Oh, it's going to be a nightmare. And but you need to see oh. cues. Yes. You need cues of
5: people, you know? Yes. And those social cues are so important. I mean, it's it's over 70% of communication is nonverbal. That's why I wanted to see you guys tonight so that I could see, you know, your yes. reactions to things. Um it's really important to have that. It's important to have that a child from like being very young like babies and under one year old, what they learn about communication is through your face Mm -hmm. and through your emotions. And that's how they learn the the social pragmatic, the emotional reading and empathy comes from that ability to look at someone's face and see how they feel.
4: That's why the internet troll exists. Yes.
5: Man. So I, it's really important. Um, So research was also showing that the masks can muffle sound. And reduce the intensity of higher speech frequencies, so um, it distorts speech. There's reduced speech recognition. So kids who have hearing loss, or even adults who have hearing loss, they're reading your lips. They're not really listening to you. They get so yeah. much more from that full face than yes. from a mask face.
3: When I was bartending,
5: mm-hmm.
3: people couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear them. It was a it was a nightmare because. You, your mouth it you know it receives so much and if there's music going and a clatter of a restaurant absolute nightmare with two people I met. we ended up just taking them off like even in the height of the pandemic and i was like do you want a beer or margarita and they're like thank god like yeah you know like no one could see what the hell anybody wanted
4: it's so much exactly. of it it's just like everyone's wearing the mask and the moment they talk to each other they pull it down and like scream <laughs>
5: Yeah. <laughs> let me spray my shit at you
3: now yeah, right Can up you close hear me? <laughs> yeah. oh my god what were you gonna
5: say about the study before i cut you off i'm very sorry oh no no um no it's saying that when we're babies yada 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 um but they were doing studies about how it affects speech and language and they did do studies on normal functioning kids, but there has not yet been a study for masking and how it impairs emotional or language development in children. Yeah. And there's almost like nail on the head, of course it's going to, yeah. But the research hasn't been done. This is also new for everyone. And it will probably know, never
4: get done. Cause, no, because they're cowards and they know it's something's weird. And we no one wants to wear their mask anymore. So the you know no yeah. one's gonna like mm-hmm. green light the fucking you know the research project. Because also it's like, you know, you don't want to research on children in the first place because it affects them permanently, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, 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 uh, the whole, we all know that you know, I'm someone who I'm, I like the mask. It doesn't bother me. I like wearing it. Uh, you know, it sometimes just helps me like tunnel vision and get through my day without having to talk to anybody. Oh. <laughs> but. You know, that being said, you know, that's like a negative thing. <laughs> it's a negative thing.
5: I also think hey, there's it's a lot what of you do for a living. <laughs> it's what you do
4: as you talk. I, I do it on my time.
3: On my time.
4: <laughs> you want to hear this? You, you got paid for it.
3: I also think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of personal references to the mask. And they there's no you know, they they away signed science. And they just like me personally. There was some lady on Twitter and she might be a psyop. I don't fucking know. But she's like, I'm a teacher and I have to let you know that masks wearing, even like with my children or even with the children with speech issues, I don't see any kind of a problem. And then you like zoom in on her picture and she just looks pure fucking evil. Like, you know, when you smile and your face is like this. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, and I know it's an audio thing, but just imagine like the eyes are, you know, out and the eyebrows are down and then the mouth grimace.
4: Yes. It's like a
3: grimace. It's like, you're an evil, evil woman right now.
4: I know
5: the face you're making. Imagine her tapping her fingers on the table as she's teaching the children.
3: Yes. (laughs) You're a liar and a fraud. Not you, but this fucking teacher on Twitter. Whom, you know, Twitter's, I assume there's about 30% people
5: being paid by the government to say some shit.
3: Mm. Or maybe,
4: I don't know. The whole thing's a fucking suspect. We cesspool. talked about that earlier. Yes, as well. we did.
5: I mean, honestly, there hasn't been any research from the CDC that says there's an impact on language. But like I said, there's no no studies on communication disorders, kids who have that baseline of communication yeah. disorders and how it affects those kids.
3: And here's another reason why I wanted to start doing this is because didn't the CDC change their rules for linguistics recently? they like they altered it so i think maybe a couple years ago there was a different set of rules for how kids should behave or there are the milestones for speaking. And then the CDC changed that. Like I would say about Ooh, a year ago. Yeah. They just did
4: it very
3: sneakily, very
5: quietly. Yeah.
4: You know what I think? I think it's a missed opportunity to teach all the children sign language.
5: That's a good exactly. Idea. You know what? Yeah. That's a, that's a good thing. I teach a lot of sign for basics. Like I want, and yeah, give me more. One when you, what's when Open. you rub your belly? Thank you. Is that thank you? you rub your belly? Thank you is rubbing your chest. Rubbing or your chest. Thank you, no, thank you. Please is rubbing your Please, is rubbing your chest. Thank, <laughs> Thank you's you about, is when yeah. you bring your hand down from your mouth.
4: Oh, nice. That's yeah. good. All right.
5: But a lot of kids benefit from that. So that, that's always an option for kids who have, you know, parents who have babies who, you know, aren't really making too many sounds. Teach them some sign. Yeah. Look it up online. There's, you know, there's education
4: everywhere. Just Google it. We're gonna do. We're gonna do an all sign language podcast. <laughs>
3: just little... just forty five minutes of silence.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and then you know people laugh. And then, and then... <laughs>
1: That's a funny joke?
5: <laughs> and what did he do next, Ed?
3: <laughs> oh shit! Really? The Batman came, the Batman came and came on Catwoman. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: oh my God, all right, it was worth it just for that joke.
2: All right.
3: <laughs> so from six, so for two years, from four to six, those are huge brain developing years, the news told you if you took your mask off you would die alone in a hospital. I mean, what's that going to do to your
5: brain, man? Seriously. <laughs> and also, I'm a was... two-year-old. I'm like, I'm over here selling Girl Scout cookies and changing diapers. Like, I'm in the, the thick of it. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I I've got one that's like, two years old and not wanting to wear it and the other one that's like oh my god I'm gonna die if I don't
3: yeah because they're a little bit older my friend says that her kids uh when they go outside they're like outside is where the bad things happen the bad bad and they like point to the door and they say, the bad bad so that's why because I hear a lot of like parents saying this stuff and that's why I want to do I'm just so curious about this and also I was reading about um anxiety Mm. in the womb I mean, we don't have to like do the thing, but um, I was researching yeah. it. it. It matters if a if a woman is pregnant and she is very anxious. Let me see. Seventy five babies were born. They used MRI scans, and your your the connections between the amygdala brain region. Amygdala. Thank you. Yeah,
4: this is why. You're
3: no here. problem. Thank you.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this I is the service. region.
3: This is the region of the brain involved in emotional processing, mm-hmm. um, and the prefrontal cortex. They 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 just weren't firing as rapid.
5: Mm, no. So kidding. even that.
3: Yeah. Even so, like just a, a pregnant woman who's anxious, and Lord knows if there's a plague upon the earth, she's going to be anxious. It's going to affect the kid.
5: Yeah. She needs to drink more wine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. How much wine (laughs) can you have
4: when you're pregnant? What is this? I see it occasionally. You know what? A glass a month or something?
5: None for the first trimester, a half a glass every once in a while after that. And when you're like when the baby's a little bit bigger, you can have, you know. A glass over the course of the night, if you wanted to. You know, it's crazy. I don't know. I, I don't listen to me. I'm not a doctor. Don't drink when you're pregnant.
4: What's <laughs> fucked up? I, I know where I, I think, but like most people, like they don't know they're pregnant till like six weeks in. They're probably yeah. getting hammered the entire time.
2: You know, yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm like eh, I mean, part of that time the baby's not even attached. So there you <laughs> go. <laughs> so, what is a way that we could inspire kids to have uh, healthier conversations?
5: Oh goodness, there's so much you can do, and I think the biggest thing just comes down to play. Yeah, just get on their level, get face to face, play with your child. Something that a lot of parents don't necessarily know how to do, and I know a lot of parents are nervous with especially when they're second language speakers and they don't speak English very well Mm -hmm. is how to sing songs to their kid, how to have that back and forth because they so badly want it to be in the language their child chose, but they don't necessarily speak that language. So just go with what, you know, speak the language you're comfortable with. Yeah. And play with your kids. What were you saying Amber? Oh, we were just talking about that, Mm -hmm. about the, the study with the,
3: the two kids. One kid had a, um, a parent that spoke, all the language and the other kid had a, um, a nanny, a nanny that That English was a second language. And Mm. like it it had a lot of developmental problems because she didn't know as many words Mm. and she couldn't have that sing song, like up and down the kids need,
5: um, to maintain attention. And yeah. 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 Wish you were here the whole time. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Um, Thank you for going back to it. Um, okay. So, (laughs) How to inspire conversations? um I think personally that it's good to create opportunities for mm-hmm. a kid to communicate um give them a little bit of juice,
0: yeah,
5: don't give them a whole glass, wait for it, make them ask
0: for more. Oh but
5: their I favorite boy, yeah, exactly, right? Don't give them everything they want, and I think parents instinctually like they know what their kid wants, just give it to them
4: yeah, it's easy. I mean, that's what I do.
5: but. You're caring for your child's needs, but not necessarily caring for their communicative needs. So if you're taking their favorite toy and you're putting it out of reach when they're not looking, then they're going to be like, "Uh, uh, uh, I want that. And you can create a moment of communication. Oh, yeah. Out of that interaction. Like, do you
4: want that? Do you want the toy? Do you want your truck?
3: Wow! You know, yeah, and you could
4: say. Mommy, stop wait.
3: drinking wine and get me out of the basement. I'm just kidding. That's what I would
5: do. Let me take another sip of wine. <laughs> the basement is
4: really fun in our
5: house, Amber.
2: <laughs> I bet it is.
5: Isn't that a movie like Scary Stories
4: or
3: something, where the kid's locked in the basement with a witch that wants to eat him?
4: The people under the stairs?
3: No, that's or not Or is it. that flowers in the attic? No. Now it's some movie either. it's like a 90s or 80s movie where it's the kids locked in a basement and the witch is like you have to tell me stories or I'll eat you and he like tells all these stories never mind let's get back to the episode Sounds great. Yeah, it's a good show. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you can do for your kid just stop talking.
4: <laughs> how much of like kids who don't speak good. Uh, yeah. how much of it is like shyness? Like, how do you, what's a, you know, like that's got to be, be able to play a role, probably more of a role now that no one's been hanging out together.
5: I mean, I feel a little bit, um, I think honestly, I've got the firsthand experience. I've got my own kid who's like, she's not shy oh my God. at all. She pretends sometimes, but my two-year-old was, a, was a COVID baby. She was born six months shy of the pandemic. Ooh, yeah. So, you know, I grew up with that and I know that people are like, oh, you're a speech therapist. Of course you're like, your two-year-old is speaking in 10 word sentences, but I can also make the argument that my friend who's a musician, her kid's playing the violin and the piano at age six. So, you know, you've got, there's that, you know, you want to be transparent with that too. So it makes a lot of sense.
4: I remember one of the greatest things that ever happened to me was uh, with with your six-year-old. And uh, she came up to me and she was like, Eddie, sit down next to me and let's have a conversation. This is like three years ago.
3: Six years old? She said conversation? No, like like
4: three. Whoa. No, like I was the craziest shit I ever heard in my whole life. I was like, I'm not ready for this.
5: (laughs) asking about vocabulary like how do you elicit vocabulary you talk about words you talk about everything like it's don't be afraid to sit down and have a conversation with your kid because they understand so much more because you spend that
4: time yeah no it's true like my um my one of my goddaughter uh i was hanging out with her when she was uh i'm gonna say four and then uh, the parents were like, well, what happens if you do that? And she's like, there will be a consequence. <laughs> and it's like, well, a just consequence.
5: Like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> wow. That's a big word. Actually, yeah. can I take that word and can I break it down for you? Please. So as a speech therapist, if that was a hard word to say for a kid, I would break it into syllables. I would do consequence. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes even pull it apart further if the kid had trouble. Concequence and push it back together again. So you're working on the sounds and segmenting the sounds, not a word that most kids would say, but not at all. a word that they like. I like to, I like to take kids' favorite words. I like to take the words like a list from the parent of Mm -hmm. these are the words that they say at home that nobody can understand and work on those because it's functional for the kid. Those are the words that are going to help people understand them and give them that, um, Oh, what's the word? That feeling of like, wow, what I said, they understood it. Yeah, like, wabbit. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm hunting (laughs) wabbit. I got a dog named
4: Olio. (laughs) (laughs) What are some um, simple things we could do as adults to improve the way we speak? Um,
5: Okay. So, where did I want to go with
3: this? I said super twice the other day. And so, maybe that is super. That is super.
4: Yeah, I I, uh, I find that for myself too. Like whenever I say I mean in a sentence, mm-hmm. you can just take that out. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Or yeah, the
5: just, words like and um. Every yeah. single one of Obama's ums, I was like hanging on the end of the m. Um.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> um so. Uh. <laughs> So inspiring conversations and what parents can do. Can I mush those two together? I'm gonna yeah, answer me however together. you want. Offer choices. Something silly. Um, do an activity they need, they need help with and they need your help. So they ask for help. So wind up a toy. They need you to wind it up again. So they have to ask you. Yeah. In those moments, the child is coming to you for assistance. And the child is coming to you to communicate. Um, hide things, you know something drops on the floor, wait to see how they respond. You know, there's so many things, but every single one of those things involves waiting and a lot of parents tend to fill that space. They want to have, and I do this in speech lessons too. You know, I have speech therapy with kids where I'm like, I've only got a half hour. Let's go, 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 go. I need to take that step back and wait because when I show them that I'm interested and it's their turn and I Expectantly glance over at them, like, "Hey, what you gonna say?"
4: Mm-hmm.
5: That's when communication happens.
4: You know, I've heard this before. One of my favorite interviewers, John Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he uh, he's got this great show on HBO. It's in its second season. It's called How to with John Wilson. You got to check it out. It's on HBO. And I was watching an interview with him, and he gets the most interesting interviews you ever heard your whole life uh, from everyday people. And they asked him how he does it, and he says. You ask a very simple question, you let them answer, and then you wait. And whatever they say next is what you're going to keep. Oh, yeah.
3: It's kind of like, um, like when I was temping, there was this woman behind me who was like doing the, um, the fax machine, and it wasn't working. And so she just waited, and her next said, it, her next phrase was, "I'm not allowed to be happy." <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit, lady!
2: <laughs> We're just talking about the fax machine."
3: all right
4: (laughs) just the facts lady just the facts
5: (laughs) i'm not allowed to be happy okay that's that's like the needle in the the um what is it called the straw that broke the camel's back yeah i think she had a really bad day
4: (laughs) okay we wanted to try um Reading a couple tongue twisters to you, and maybe you can give oh. some, 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 some some advice here because uh, we, nice. we tried some earlier and it did not go well. No. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna I'll do I'll go first. I'll you go, go first,
3: first. I'll go so second. Go first. Okay. Yeah,
4: I'm gonna I'm going to read number two because the the first right. one's too short and easy. I want to I want to do something harder.
5: All right then. Oh boy.
4: Okay. First of all, I just have to comprehend it, which is difficult. Um, Brisk, brave brigaders brandish broad, bright blades. Blunderbusses and bludgeons, balancing them badly.
3: I did it. You did it, Eddie. No <laughs> notes. That's great. Um, is it Brigadiers? I thought it was Where? What'd you say? You said Brigadiers?
4: Um, I said uh uh Brigaders.
3: Oh shit. All right.
4: Maybe is it Brigadiers? Did I say it wrong? I think it's Brigaders. I think you
3: did it right. I think I think it's Brigaders.
4: Bride gators, they're my favorite kind of bride. Bright- the, the the alligators that are also future wives. <laughs> <They're> the bride gators.
3: <laughs> Do you have any notes on Eddie for that one? No,
4: he
5: did a fantastic job. Ah!
3: Wow, Eddie, it. you win that one. Okay, if you must cross a coarse cross cow across a crowded cow crossing, cross the cross coarse cow across the crowded cow crossing carefully. We don't need
4: you. Both of you solid
0: gold.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been wonderful and uh, you're so intelligent and you are such a ray of light in my life. And I'm so happy you enjoyed. You came to do the show and we will talk very soon. I will see you at my wedding. And... Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> And um that's it. Was it was so lovely speaking to Any, you. Thank um, you so much. Right Real Hi. quick closing mm. thoughts. Um yes. what is what is something when you when parents get frustrated, you know, dealing with kids, dealing with their kids. I mean, obviously, what parent doesn't get frustrated? Mm. If you don't get frustrated, then you're not even parent. You're not human. Uh so yeah, yeah, exactly. So um what what is something, you know, you can do like when you're trying to work on your your child's speech? Where you got to work through the frustration. Any advice for for that?
5: A lot of times the kid is just as frustrated as you. Wow. So to take a step back from it and God, again, I have to go back to the weight. I mean, you really want to just follow their lead. Yeah. Some parents are, and I'm gonna go into a whole nother topic here. I'm sorry for that. Do it, do Some it. Some parents fall under different styles, different um, parenting styles. And there's ki- there's parents who are very like, hey, you're not gonna turn the page in the book. We're gonna read the whole thing page by page. They try to direct what the child is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of parents who ask a lot of questions. Oh, what's that? What's that? What's that's name? And All of those demands on a child are actually building up within them, and they're not going to know how to respond. A lot of times, just taking that step back and following the child's lead, you see they're interested in putting a shoe on their head, whatever it is. Do it too. Make fun of it. Join them in what they're doing and follow their lead. Get face-to-face with them and play and observe and listen to what they're saying because you might be frustrated because you have an expectation of what they want to say and you're not allowing them to take charge and show you what they want to show you or tell you what they want to tell you wow wow
3: you're such a good mom your kids yeah. are going to be uh, president of the united states oh god, oh god i so, hope not. i
4: hope so <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mrs. Speechbot, thank you so much for everything. I'll talk to you very soon. This was lovely.
5: Love you guys. Eddie, the man, the myth, the legend, the cousin. You're wonderful. Amber, thank you. Thank you. You beautiful best. thing.
4: You were
0: great. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra.
4: Well, that was nice, wasn't it?
2: She's a delight. Yes,
4: yes,
3: yes, yes. I, I know good people. I keep them around. Yes, yes. Very smart, poignant woman. Mm-hmm. I, I know a woman at the Shell Station who can come and ask for cigarettes in here if you want.
4: Oh, sure, absolutely. I mean, the Shell Station. I mean, Lord knows she's paying all. She's paying out the hiney for that
1: stuff.
4: <laughs> um, want to do one more uh, tongue twister for the road? Sure, sure, sure. All right, you want to go first you want me to? I'll
3: Imagine an imaginary... Imaginary, sorry. Imagine an imaginary menagerie manger managing an imager, imaginary menagerie. Holy wow, shit. Wow,
4: we lose the speech pathologist and everything goes to shit.
3: I know. You try it, Ed. It's uh, hard.
4: Imagine an imaginary menagerie manager managing an imaginary menagerie. Wow, you did it. You're Woo! good at this. You're but so I got good. to hear, let me try one straight up. Let me get a long one here. These are some tough ones. Also, I, I looked up 14 hardest. Uh, Tongue twisters. Let me do this one. This one looks impossible. All right. I'm going to do, I wish to wish the wish you wish to wish, but if you wish the wish, the wish wishes, I won't wish the wish you wish to wish. That's amazing. Oh my god.
3: Eddie, you did it. Congratulations. I gotta
4: go to Washington.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We gotta hang up in a bit because Eddie is gonna get on an airplane to go to DC. Oh
4: my You've been god. traveling a lot
3: and I'm so surprised that you're not afraid of airplanes because I'm cripplingly terrified.
4: Really? I'm more scared of cars. Wow, I'm very scared of cars. I get real nervous.
3: I'm car. also scared of cars too. Don't be because
4: yeah, I you know, statistically, you know, that's how it's going to go down. Oh yeah, airplane. although there was that airplane that crashed in China, but whenever it happens in another country, I'm like, ah, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, listen, this has been the brighter side. Talk to children. Do everything you can. Um, obviously, only talk to them if you're allowed to talk to them. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, we this is a uh, it's been a very interesting. I wasn't sure about what what this episode was going to be, but uh, you know what? I think I really like it. Good. Um, we're gonna check out. Let's do some plugs. Amber's got another podcast that y'all should check out. It's called Someplace Underneath with uh, Natalie Jean. That's on the Last Podcast Network. Such a good show. Thank you. I have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's weird to say you have fun doing something awful. Not like not awful, but like you know, like when you talk about something awful, it's but, it really, women. but it really is like you know, you learn. It's like fun is the right word. It just doesn't feel like it. No, is. it doesn't feel right. I just you know? like
3: sleuthing and I like talking shit.
4: Yeah, no, it's great. I, and it's a great show, and I, I can't wait for you to keep doing it forever. Thank you. Um, Brighter Side Live on Twitch, um, that on the LPN Twitch channel. That's Twitch.tv/slash Last Podcast Network. That's the second Tuesday of every month, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Next one is on April 12th. Check that out. You come in, you bring some problems. All right, so you got it. You got some homework too. You come in, you're feeling, dude. About something, you come and you tell us, and we'll tell you why your doo doo. You know, and it's so stinky. Great. Ain't so stinky, and sometimes you gotta get rid of that doo doo. Um, we got Patreons. We're fucking cool people. We we know it. we're hip to the people. Amber, just tell the people about your Patreon.
3: Amber Smelson, S M E L S O N. It's a way to support me as an artist. Also, I just show you what I eat and how I make it.
4: Nice. Yeah, I'm new to the Patreon game myself, uh, so I'm uh, still in the process of figuring things out. But um, the, I, the Eddie Tunes uh, two-hour radio hour, the first exclusive one it, to the Patreon, came out. If you're a part of the mailing list, you'll still get it. Just you're going to get it a month after uh, it's released on Patreon. So when people are listening to this one about spring, it's going to be summer when you hear it. But that doesn't matter because music's good music and any need good time. And you know, I just want to make sure everyone's still getting the good entertainment they deserve. Uh, I feel bad um, offering any kind of entertainment that isn't... Available to the masses, right? And so um, that's available there. Um, I've been putting up a lot of Spotify playlists, and um, I'm throwing a Napster playlist up on there for the one person who needs that. And uh, you know there'll be a lot more coming. I'm going to start doing. I decided I go to all these concerts. I go to like one concert a month. I'm going to start doing concert reviews of the concerts that I go to. Great idea. Yeah. And so um, and so check that out. It's very music based. The whole my Patreon and um, go on there. I got a poll on there asking you uh, what you want from me and tell me. And if I can do it, if it's in my, I'll do it. And if I can't, then, you know, I won't. Eddie, we want you to fly you to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) You can still rent and buy How America Killed My Mother at HowAmericKilledMyMother.com. I got a live show for that coming up. That's going to be on Mother's Day at 4 p.m. That's out here in Los Angeles. uh, So come check that out at the PAC Theater. Um, Amber and I are going to do a Brighter Side Live at the PAC Theater. We just haven't settled on a date yet. I've been talking to them, and they're very excited for it. And um, I can't wait to. just start doing live shows with you again. Absolutely. Twitter, at Eddie Tunes, at Amber Smelson, at Last Podcast Network, at Brighter Side LPN. Instagram, Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes. Oh, uh, my Twitter is Eddie Tunes underscore. Instagram, uh, Eddie Tunes, Last Podcast Network, The Brighter Side LPN, and Amber Smelson. Amber on the rocks every Friday on the Amber Smelson Twitch channel. You can catch her at 6 p.m. Pacific. And uh hang out with her, talk to her, and just like have the most honest conversation you ever had in your whole life. Sticker giveaway. I mean, it's happening. We love giving it. We nothing I enjoy more in this world than mailing some fucking stickers. Yeah. Uh send us a self-addressed envelope, um, stamped if you can, to the brighter side care of LPN, PO box four seven zero, North Hollywood, California. Nine one six zero three. That's the brighter side care of LPN. PO Box 470 North Hollywood California 91603 Thank you April this is uh we made this show a little more difficult than usual and I appreciate the extra work you put in you the best. Um, and taking us out today is um, not necessarily uh, a, a song from the new Eddie Tunes Radio Hour. That's exclusive to the Patreon, the eleventh episode. Um, but there's two sets of New Orleans music. I dedicated them to you, Amber. Oh, thanks. So we're not gonna do we Fucked Her All Night." We did it earlier. They heard they f- fucking fucking the nights and like they, <laughs> they 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 got it. You know, uh, it's a, in a there's a Procol Harum set in, in honor of Gary Brooker who passed away and some uh, off-the-beaten-path Beach Boys music. But taking us out today is a Proko Haram song I wish I had added to the show, and it's called Robert's Box. So enjoy this very much. Um, R.I.P. Gary Brooker, we love you, baby. And um, talk to them kids. We love you. Peace.